guys, welcome to Overcrest. So glad that you're here. I'm Chris. And I'm Jake. And this is Jacob. Welcome to the show. So we got to distinguish hey. Jake versus Jacob. Right. I'll go by Jacob from here on now. This podcast isn't big enough for two Jakes right. or something like that. That's all right. That's all right. So um, uh, what... Where are we going with this? I don't have my show notes in front of me anymore because gonna... I don't have any show notes because I gave them to Jacob. So I got to look at the look it's, at the screen uh... right there. So okay, um, I want to introduce Jacob and kind of let people know why it is that we are we're having you on the show. And I've always been fascinated with watching you over the last probably what a four years probably probably, probably like that, yeah. yeah probably three or four years <clears throat> watching you kind of buy and sell cars at a rate that would i mean it's just ridiculous <laughs> I, i'm surprised that you, you do you still have the same insurance company as uh, you yeah i do of course. okay yeah. I, when i when i used to buy and sell quite a bit of cars not yeah. like you but i i did buy and sell a bunch yeah. and i had uh i had insurance okay and when i had insurance they actually called me they said well it might have been because of Euroworks, but they say hey we see that you're you have a car club called Euroworks. oh really and we see that you're buying and selling a lot of cars <laughs> And we think that's like a lot of detective work on there. It was. And well, they must have looked me up after they saw that I'd you know bought and sold like six cars in three months. So anyway, so they dropped me. They said, oh, we, "Oh my god, they, really?" Yeah, they dropped me. They they said we think that you are buying and selling cars for your club members of your club. <laughs> oh, I, which I, what would be the benefit of doing that? By the way, like why would you ever like, want to yeah. do that? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I was going to ask you though. I'm pretty sure there is like a legal limit in Minnesota for how many cars you can buy and sell in a year. Is yeah. that not the case? There, that is absolutely the case. Uh, I believe. Uh, someone correct me if I'm wrong, but in the state of Minnesota, you can b- purchase as many cars as you'd like, but you're only allowed to sell five before you qu- five in a in a year, whether okay. that's fiscal or calendar. Um, and then if you decide to sell more than that, then they bug you to get a dealer's a license. Dealer license. Has anybody right. contacted you about that? Absolutely not. No, they no. don't. They, okay, so well, they can't. They don't have their shit together at all because they just spent know. forty million dollars. Especially now, right? Right. Yeah, with that big and thing that happened. Fixed the it's like Minnesota six months DMV. to get a title. Yeah, let alone it's, it's right. incredibly hunt down long. Mr. Vang for buying and selling twenty-five-year-old <laughs> exactly. cars. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's a big, big concern. Well, for so them. we're kind of we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves and putting the cart before the horse. So basically, what we're talking about, Jacob, you are a serious car buyer and seller <laughs> and we have it in the show notes here you're not sure. a flipper you're no not you don't like buy and sell just to make a profit you it, right. just do you have a short attention span when it comes to cars okay, or what is so this here, here's the scoop so um people will always ask me after i buy a car well, how long i'm gonna keep this one or, or i bet i'll get rid of it in, in two weeks which which has happened um <laughs> but i don't buy a car particularly to flip it um, well, okay. Here's <laughs> so give us. There's, there's give different the, reasons that I that I would purchase a vehicle, right? Okay. One one is the the proprietary or provi- pro- proprietary proprietary purpose of transportation, obviously. Primary me. purpose of, yeah, of sorry, transportation. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, transportation, obviously, and if I can afford it, whatever. But if I decide that a car is worth flipping, then I'll then that would be the purpose of buying it. For but for the most cases, I don't actually purchase a car. With the intention to flip it, regardless if I get rid of it in six months or six days. Now, um, we're, let's just be clear to everybody yeah. how many cars we're talking about here. Right. So you're I 21. To... I'm 21. I bought. I purchased my first vehicle before I could even drive. I bought it when I was 15 years old. Um, what was that? It was a Mark II Jetta. A okay. Jetta. Yep. Um, and uh, since then, I've had uh, 30, 33. 33 you wrote cars. us a list. Yeah. Two two of them were like parts cars or, or shells, so those don't really count. So 30 cars, 31 cars. That I've actually driven 
in, in five years. So that's like five years, we're talking about right. five or six cars and, a year. And it's six and a half cars per year. Right. Okay. The first twenty or so happened in like the first two years. You okay. know, so I, it it was almost like I'd be be in a different car every month for a while. So are now, you are you titling them in your name then before you um, sell them, or maybe we shouldn't get it <laughs> yeah, the legal? Not, we'll, we won't, we won't, we won't talk about that. But either, I'm just you know? wondering if that's maybe why you know you're not getting flagged for right. Yeah, yeah. Doing so that. that's that's obviously a large part of it. You know, if I you know. Anyways, moving moving yeah. on. No, yeah, moving I didn't mean to open a can so of worms you're there. Fine. My, I'm thinking mm-hmm. you're Asian, so you're basically gonna live forever. Right, right. So Asian people point. live a really long time. Yep. Right. Yep. So you're 21. If you live for another 70 years, sure. that's six cars a year. We're talking like what is that? Oh, I see what you're doing. We're, you're going to be right. on, somewhere between four and 500 cars by the time <laughs> that you're dead. Yeah, if which, we're going in the same rate. But okay, so I guess going back to to one of the initial questions that Jake asked me is is uh, kind of what's happening when I'm buying these cars. Um, a couple rules that I follow is one, if if I buy this car, can I sell it tomorrow for what I paid for? If shit hits the fan and I, I need to get rid of it, can I sell it tomorrow for what I paid for? And if okay. that's yes, that's I'm gonna uh, that's kind of what I that's your rule of thumb, right? So and I'm gonna, I only buy stuff that I know people will buy. I'm not gonna buy a car that isn't necessarily desirable, um, especially if you know because the community that I'm in is, is car community people that like cars. So I, I typically buy stuff that. Is are desirable, in. right? Sure. Exactly. So, so do you so, do you like do you have an idea of like oh I really like to own a a seven thirty five sure so then you right. go out and find one or do you I, see the car and then it, go oh I really want that yeah is it, it a it purchase depends. of opportunity or? it's absolutely opportunity so okay so well, people will ask me are you going to keep this one it's always yes until I find something else I'd rather <laughs> like to have it's it's not that like I can't keep a car or, or, or my attention span is so short that I'm going to need to get into another car it's more of say I buy a Jetta that I that it's pretty clean and I just need a car to get to A to B but it's cool so I'll buy it for for example $2000 right and then 2 weeks later uh E36 BMW pops up for sale for 2500 bucks and I have 6700 bucks just put away I'm like, okay, I could definitely sell my Jetta for two grand, twenty five hundred bucks, and buy a Z thirty six. So I'm like, well, I'm gonna list my Jetta and see if someone buys it. If someone buys it, then I buy the Z thirty six. If not, then I just keep driving the Jetta until another deal comes up. So and of these you know, thirty so cars, what, yeah. what's been kind of the your favorite car of all? Because you've owned oh, well, man. and I wanted to preface that what yeah. I love about this this list we're looking at, you're sure. not like brand specific, or I even, was for a while, but not like once you, I got, you run the gamut. Of different right, cars, exactly. which I, I really appreciate. It's all about like. experiencing new things, I think. You sure, know? clearly. And, and <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so, I mean, starting off, I had a lot of Volkswagens. I was always a Volkswagen guy. Um, I grew up around them. I liked them. I loved them. So uh, the first, you know, if you look at the list here, the first five cars. Seven. Yeah. First I mean, seven cars were all, all Volkswagens. They the same cars, switching between Jettas and GTIs. Right. Um, <laughs> But, you know, as I progressed, as I got older, I was like, I'm not, you know, against buying other kind of cars. Maybe I should try something else. Um, and my Did you just want to do burnouts? Yes. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much what it comes down to. <laughs> you know, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, being, being someone that's, you know, 16, 17 years old in the car community, you're obviously and you're exposed to the material that we are today on YouTube, on, on whatever, on Instagram. We're seeing a lot of cool stuff happening, like... Um, one of the biggest names is Hoonigan that comes up, especially when you're younger. 
is that that's cool stuff. I want to do that kind of stuff. So you're on Craigslist, and you just you might even just categorize the search the search to just real drive cars with a manual transmission for two grand or less. And right. then you just, you just look, and then you find a Mustang or a Camaro or a 240SX or a BMW, and it needs a little work, but it's in your budget, and you could probably daily if you needed to. What Craigslist should do is they should probably put a Hoon option on it. <laughs> <laughs> Will, like, right. Will Hoon. Yeah, yeah. Like 10 out of 10 yeah. Will yeah, Hoon. Yeah, right. Yeah. right. A rating of some sort. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, my first non – I guess I, I was in front-wheel drive cars for the, for the entire time until I bought a, um, a Porsche 944. Um, I bought that for twelve hundred bucks. I mean, it was oh, wow. rough, it was in rough shape. Don't get me wrong, um, but it ran and drove. You know, and yeah, I, I remember like, that car. I thought yeah. for sure when you bought that car mm-hmm. that all of a sudden it was going to go from Volkswagen, Volkswagen, Volkswagen. I thought it was going to be like a nine forty four, and then I thought you were going to get like a nicer nine forty four. Oh no! And it was, <laughs> like, I thought you were going to fall in love with that thing. I, okay, I absolutely did, but um, I was in college at the time, and I obviously didn't have very much money, so I was in a uh, I had a. At a 20th anniversary he's, GTI. He's got a, it's funny that he's got to look, gotta look at the I list. Really he's got a sheet sheet right here. You don't even remember. <laughs> I had so, a, yeah, go ahead. I was also going to ask you, yeah. you know, you're talking about using these as like dailies and transportation. Sure, absolutely. So have you, have you gone in through these like one at a time or? No, I, there's some of the cars that overlap. Um, okay, that's what I was curious about. Yeah, it's it, some kind some, I've, I think at most I had three cars at one time. Okay. Um, two of I, which I were Mustangs, if I recall. Yeah. So my first non-European car was a Ford Mustang. It was a '94 GT. I paid 1,500 bucks for it. And why? What, what, why? What, how did oh, you know? Oh, I, I, I'm a Mustang. I, I guy get it. Too. Okay, I get it too. I like, sure. especially like Fox Body stuff. I really like that. Yeah, yeah. But how do you go from like Volkswagen, Volkswagen, Volkswagen '94, '94 uh, uh, to, to, to Mustang? Mustang. So a '94 that was the SN95 chassis. Exactly. Um, I had one of those. First year. Too. Of that. Yep. Yep. So I had the five liter. Um, uh, I had f- I, I've always kind of had an appreciation for this thing was yellow too. No, 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 no. no. The, it was the red. first one was same red. color as mine. Okay. Actually, yeah, so my I'm getting lost. That's okay. We'll, we'll pick up on that one because I do need to talk about that. <laughs> one. <laughs> but the '94 was red. Um, I bought that just because you know, as you kind of said earlier, I just wanted to do burnouts and do stupid stuff. Um, so it was cheap and it ran and drove and it came with a title. So I was like, that's enough for me. It's <laughs> <laughs> all it takes. Whether if I was going to put it in my name or not, but, uh, I, you know, so, um, why I bought it, I guess is, um, I just wanted to have fun. And yeah. I've always had an appreciation for, um, V8s, American muscle cars. Not that the Mustang is particularly a muscle car anyway, but I've always kind of wanted to have a V8, you know? And that was the gateway drug of V8s, I guess. The Mustang is. It's, it's kind of like the Honda Civic of the American muscle cars. Sure. You know? Sure. I guess, I mean, I That's an interesting that. analogy. I mean, yeah, it really is, it really though. Is. I, mean, I mean, I don't understand actu- it is why I said it's interesting. The, okay, so. Explain you, yourself. Yeah, absolutely. The <laughs> Honda Civic is kind of notorious for being um, cheap. Right. And plentiful. Right. And reliable. Okay. And there's. So you're saying it, and, it and, feels. And, 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 hold I, on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> and. <laughs> And um, like immense or um, ubiquitous. Oh, right, sure. Yeah, I'm like not sure. That I, when when we talk about muscle cars, I'm not sure <clears throat> if I would consider the Mustang it's the not reliable. No, I, I, well, uh, when, it's, especially it's when you compare like a push rod, small block, or sure. something. It's I mean, not quite. It's not even a mu- uh, muscle car either. It's, but it is something right. that people like to screw around with a lot. Exactly. Right? Which it's, is yeah, like, no one's ever nice to those cars. It's. So speaking of Mustangs, I'm looking at your list. You're missing the yellow one. Oh, am I really? 
Oh, yeah, um, I only see the Fox body oh, and crap. the SN95, the 94. One, I'm not seeing it, Jacob. So oh, no, no, we're no, no, it's a, it's a two, it's, it's number twenty six. <laughs> it's it. car number twenty six. Oh, I gotta scroll down yeah, further. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> there you go. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. Well, it would take us a while to go through all of these. Yeah, absolutely. One by one. Sure. But what was your what's your favorite car to date? Is it always uh, the next car? No. It's I want to know the worst. I'm almost more w- curious about the worst car. Okay. What was the worst well, car? Real, real quick, go through both. Okay. Worst car. It depends how you want to put that. How you want to describe that. Um, but I would say it's a toss-up between the Honda Civic, the EG hatch that I had, mm-hmm. and uh, one of my Mark III Jettas. Both of those cars were complete piles of shit, and they were rusty. And um, one I thought, one I bought just kind of ironically, and just kind of like, yeah, practical joke, this is cool, whatever. <laughs> and then, like, the other car was just like, I was broke as shit, and I needed a beater. Like, this is, I need this to get around. Um, and that was the Jetta. So the, the Civic, it was just... Um, I was with another friend um, who he had a, another Civic that was just his daily driver, decent car, whatever. It wasn't modified or anything. He needed a cluster, um, so he met some guy in St. Paul to buy it, and I came with, and there's this orange Civic hatch sitting on the side of the road. I'm like, dude, is that for sale? He's like, yeah. Like, <laughs> Was like, it originally orange or, <laughs> no. like, spray painted No, it was orange. definitely spray painted orange. Okay. Um, and, um, I'm imagining, like, construction yeah. Well, I was going to say, if it's you like could a, find, like, really a, nice, no, an was, older orange Civic hatch, like, original. Right. Oh, that'd yeah, be that's sweet. Right. Good luck. Yeah. yeah, it's like a sun, like a sunburnt orange, like metallic orange. You know, I bet it so, was. Yeah. <laughs> well, most of it was. Anyway, <laughs> the, the front fenders were black, and and uh, yeah. So I was like, dude, this thing's kind of cool. Like, is it for sale? He's like, yeah. I mean, like seven hundred bucks. I'm like, yeah, seven hundred bucks. Like, I'll give you six hundred. How about that? He's like six fifty. I was like, okay. <laughs> so I drove, I drove home in a in a ninety two Civic. So that was um, that, that was, was the that worst was, one. Yeah, and if I can go into why, go ahead. Yeah, um, one day I was driving it uh, alongside another friend of mine. Um, they two friends. They were in a, a Mark V R thirty two Volkswagen. We're, we're just driving alongside each other, and they like were kind of you know driving spiritedly on the highway, whatever. And then they meant they gesture over to me, like I need to stop. Like don't do that and i look they're like pointing behind me i look behind me and there's just plumes of white smoke coming from behind my car and i'm like oh crap so we pull over and what happened was the radiator had actually fallen out of where (laughs) it was supposed to be mounted and it was literally dangling by the the coolant hoses to the engine like so the course board was just that rusty yeah yeah and there was a hole in the floor i didn't realize until i sold it i felt kind of bad but um so did you make money on it um, yeah, I think I sold it for 800 bucks. Um, nice. so. I've only bought one car in that way of just like, oh, is that car for sale? Yeah. It was a Suzuki Swift GTI. Those are cool. It was a cool car. It was dual cool. overhead cam. Yeah. yeah, it's they're cool. They got really nice bucket seats in yeah. them. And they're, they got some ground effects. It was okay. red. It was a really cool car. And I went, I gave them money. I think it was like 500 bucks, yeah. which mm-hmm. I thought was like, man, that is so cheap, right? It's so cheap. <laughs> right. So right. I, uh, I, I got it. I drove probably four miles. And I'm like, boy, the alignment on that thing, this thing's really uh-huh. bad. I'm like, oh, I'll just get an alignment. I guess the control arm was no longer attached to the body there of the car. There was no control arm. Yeah, there was no <laughs> yeah. control. It wasn't controlling anything <laughs> at that point. So I took it back. I got my money. I knew the guy kind of. So I'm like, yeah. I'm like, guy, 
this I mean, now I think what I would do is I would just try and weld something. Right. Just because right. I love those cars so much. Yeah. That That's I would try That should and make be your next project car. We keep yeah. talking Suzuki how you Swift need GTI. a project car. Yes. No. That'd be cool. I am I've already hundred percent behind this. I might be a little bit like Jacob like this. I've already experienced yeah. something. Oh, like sure. That's fair. Well I'm, you can't claim that because you have a lot of repeat offenders here yeah. on your list. <laughs> but at this point, um, you know, I, I think I I'm kind of done with the crappy cars. So, because um, right that, now... That, that leads us to what you're driving now. I was going to yeah. say, so right now you're in an E36 M3. Correct. Yeah, it's a 95 uh, M3, yeah. So yep. would you consider that this was a journey to get that car? Or did this um, kind of just, like, well, happen? you've had a lot of BMW... Yeah, I'm a huge fan of the E36 series. chassis. Yep. Um, I've had, I think, six. Okay. Yeah. Um, of just E36s alone. I've had other BMWs, but... Um, yeah, as far as considering the list of cars, um, I'm naughty, Chris. Rude. How rude! As, <laughs> considering the, this list of cars, a journey to get to this M3, I don't think I would consider it that because it wasn't like I was constantly working towards this goal of I have to get this this exact car. But I, at, at, at the same time, it has been the car that I've been after for a long time, if that makes sense. But sure. I don't think there's an exact like direct correlation. Between the two, so if that makes sense, I want to talk about what color is it? It's purple. It's uh, it's actually Daytona violet. Daytona violet. Oh, so it's not techno violet. No, I thought it was techno. I get probably. I got probably like when I posted that picture of my car when I first got it. I had probably twenty different people asking it goes Daytona. Because I've, I've never heard that. Daytona is it a violet is it a before. bright? It's purple. I guess if you could, if you compare Daytona to techno violet, Daytona has a little bit more red in it versus um, techno, which has a little more blue to it. Okay. Yeah, I'm and the Daytona right is now. actually is actually quite a bit more rare than the Techno Violet because Daytona was only offered in the '95 M3. Okay. And then uh, once so that's the OBD one, then still OB, yeah. exactly once OBD two OBD two hit from '96 to '99, they offered Techno Violet for those entire three years. Is it? It looks so it seems like it's really close, dude. It's purple. it is close. It's like. It depends on the light hits it and what right. angles people are taking pictures of it so at. But. The reason I wanted to ask you that sure. is I feel like it just as a kind of an overall commentary, yeah. I feel like people need to be a little more uh, adventurous with their colors of cars Absolutely. that they buy nowadays. Absolutely. I well, agree. In new cars, yeah, but nobody's doing that. I mean, it, it makes it harder for someone that wants to be adventurous. Right. Because you can't. Sure. There's not that much of this out there. They're no, all I agree. silver, black, red. That's what I'm white. talking about. Right. So why, why, why don't they do that? Because they don't want to stand out. No one wants. Most people don't want to stand out. I know. Right. Most people want to blend in, go about their daily lives with their daily driver shitty car, and just. But even if you buy like a, a new M3 or something, a new 911, not you everybody hardly see any of them. Not in everybody these buying colors. those cars. Not everybody buying those cars is buying them because they're like an enthusiast that loves to drive and they're into it and they're they listening like to the Overcrest podcast, the top, and of they're the on Euroworks car. and they're going to the show. Right. And, I mean, they're just. They bought. They they thought they might like to have a 911. There's probably like one little streak in them that's a car enthusiast. Right. So they buy the 911. They get. They don't really care. They want to get the white because it's easy to keep clean. Right. You know. So it's just like I don't. That's think, boring. Of course. Yeah. So I'm calling boring. as a PSA: buy more exciting colored cars. Well, if you buy like a 911 GT3, like a new GT3, right. or, you oh, can get yeah. whatever you get, color like, you want. Green you can like, get custom color. I saw yeah, that right. option for custom color. Oh, yeah. Color. I mean, that's a lot cool. of these yeah. a lot of these places have paint to, well, paint to color now. I suppose, yeah. Yeah. Back, back in the day, Porsche had special wishes. <laughs> it was called special wishes. And what is that? 
it was just you could do a, a lot more than you could. Sure. Now it's all packages, right? right. So you go sure. to buy a 911 or a Volkswagen, it's like winter package or sunroof package. Right. And to get the heated seats, you got to get the the moonroof and the. So it's you know it's all this pricing stuff that kind of just has ruined everything. Right. It's not that personalized anymore. So it's sad. Do better. Do better. <laughs> well, look when you're driving on the freeway, what's all surrounding you? It's just sad. It's My just wife like has a an Amoli yellow RS4. That's Are true. you sure it's an RS4? I don't know. We should check check we the license plate. Check the license plate. Says <laughs> RS4 or not? Oh, yes, it does. Okay, uh, good. I'm never. That's like at least you're once not a, a fan month. of that. Yeah, I'm never gonna let that go. So, what's oh. new with you, Chris? Uh, I don't remember because I don't have any show notes. It's right there. Uh, <laughs> um, you well, closed a so car wash. I'm wondering if I should anonymously roast the guy that screwed us a little bit, just because I want to. I kind of want to. I laughed tell, when I read this. I kind of yeah. want to tell the story, but I won't say what was purchased. How does that sound? Or do I need to just say what was purchased? I think you can say what was purchased. Okay, I won't roast the actual guy. Right. So I ordered some stickers. Yep. Um, I wanted to have stickers to give out with our Patreon. Right. Um, and I wanted to have stickers on the store to sell, whatever. So we got the... I, I was the one that pushed you to get these yes, stickers. Yes, you were. You were, and you paid for them. Right. Um, so we, I, I ordered eight-inch stickers in matte with rounded corners. Yep. Because I wanted them to be able to fit in an envelope. I wanted to be able to put them in an envelope and send them out. Right. So I get the stickers in the mail. They are 10 inches wide, glossy. Oh, I didn't realize they were 10 inches wide, too. Yeah, they were 10 inches wide, glossy with square corners. Oh, nice. So, so. it couldn't have been any more not what yeah. I ordered. And I sent them a Luckily message. It was like, actually our design on it. Yeah, I'm like, I, yeah, exactly. I said, these aren't even rounded corners. He's right. like, oh, let me guess. They're 10 inches, too. I'm like, yeah, they're 10 inches or whatever. I measured them myself. <laughs> anyway, so... Um, he basically says, yeah, you, you know, when I get... Oh, you right. measured them with yourself? Uh, yes, exactly. That's what I was <laughs> I didn't want it to be that obvious. It took two tries, right, from, from each end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had to measure both sides. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice rep. That was good. Um, so then I sent him a message. I'm like, hey, what's going on with these stickers? He's like, oh, I'll be back in town Wednesday. We'll okay. I'll get new ones out to you then. So Wednesday or Tuesday comes around. I'm like, hey, man, what's going on? He's like, yeah, all you got to do is box those back up and send them back to me, and I'll get the new ones out to you. I'm like, well, what are you going to do with them? He's like, right. oh, I'll just throw them away. I'm like, well, why don't you just let me keep them, and then you can send me the new ones? And he's like, no, that's not what we're doing. We don't do business that way. I'm not letting you double your <laughs> Yeah, and so, I mean, I wasn't necessarily <laughs> surprised by it, but usually when this has happened in the past, it's just common customer service to be like, you know what? It's not worth the hassle of you shipping them back to me for no reason. I'll just ship you a new shipment so of the he, correct product right so then he got angry with me yeah because so you kind of asked like well why wouldn't you just send us the new ones yeah because i've never been to a restaurant and get an appetizer you order food right yep. they bring out the wrong appetizer right. they don't take it away and chuck it in the garbage well no. according they to leave this it on individual, the table they do apparently he, they right. always do for this guy he said, they bring you out they leave it out there oh we're so sorry and then he bring you the new one so it was i was really really kind of irritated with that i so i, I he's like finally i'm like you know what i just want a refund he's like mm -hmm. fine so he printed out a label to give to me to send these stickers back. So he okay. wasted more of his own money <laughs> to right. send these stupid stickers back. Instead of I even said, dude, I'll send you a video of me chucking them in the garbage right. if that's what you want. No, he's, here's the problem. He's just as stubborn as you are because we know how stubborn you are. And like, <laughs> yeah, but I'm right. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's the difference. In this, this time, I'm right. Yeah, if you right. asked him, you, you aren't. Well, that's because he's wrong. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you, but I just have to laugh because you would do the same thing no. if you were trying to spite someone. No. Because at the end, it just came down to the fact have, that he wanted to spite you. I have businesses. Right. You know, we have a t-shirt company that we do. I've had right. Euroworks. No, I know. I was it always is common. Like, I, 
good customer service business practices. Right. I've to, always been very, very... And you're right. It, it cost him more money to do this Yeah, in just the to end. spite me in the end. Right. So there's our, our little roast. So I, another thing that I did, this is great. This is, this is a good story. So I was driving to meet my friend Chad to see a movie. Okay. And uh, there was a state trooper behind me. And I've got my radar detector sitting out on the dash. And it's lighting up KA band, like mm-hmm. full. So when their cars are driving towards me. Okay. Right? So every time a car drives towards me, he he lights it up. I'm like, all right. So every time I see, oh, a, you're saying every time a car comes towards you, you can tell that he's, he's radaring, radaring them. the yeah. oncoming traffic. Exactly. Right. Okay. So yeah. all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm going to be a hero today. You're flashing everyone. I flashed no. Every single <laughs> Do you guy. Think he could see that. Oh yeah. Really? He, he knew. I'll get there. So every, I mean, it, was, it must have been like <laughs> ten miles or so of this sure. from my house down. And and every single person, I'm turning my lights off and on, whatever. Right. And obviously, he didn't pull anybody over, but he pulls next to me at yeah. the stoplight where he's going to turn left, and he just yeah. looks over at me and just shakes his head. Oh, really? <laughs> like just shook his head and just like with absolute disdain. Yeah, you didn't do anything illegal. Well, maybe. I mean, it might have been obstruction of justice. Maybe it might have mm. been. It might have been a little bit illegal. <laughs> yeah. So oh, well. so I, Chris, I realized I need to be really careful about upsetting you lately. Okay. Because with your history of violence that's apparent now. <laughs> He's talking about my wife has looks like she got punched in the face because something <laughs> fell off the wall on her head. If that's the story you want us to believe. Speaking of <laughs> that, speaking of Jess, yeah. I, um, she was talking to me about the, the junkyard. We talked about junkyards on right. last episode. Mm-hmm. And she reminded me, and I really should have told this story last last time, but um, she's a trooper. She does anything. I mean, she'll she does she's not scared of anything. She'll go do go anywhere, do yeah. anything. So I was building uh a Mark One 16 valve with Motronic, and I needed a fuse box. Okay. So I said, honey, go to you a pull for me. And where were you? I don't know, working. I don't remember. I don't remember so you what couldn't, I was doing. So you couldn't wait to get this this junkyard part. you got to keep in mind that this isn't something she minds. Okay. She, okay. she enjoys okay. going to the junkyard. So sure. it's not like I was like, oh, please do this for me. Oh, my, Will you please? I'll pay you back someday. It was go to the junkyard for me and get me a, a central electric two fuse box. She said, okay. So she goes to get the fuse box, and you will probably know this because you've owned a bunch of Mark IIs. Mm-hmm. I don't know that if you have or not, but she w- was pulling the the fuse box out, and she stuck her hand up underneath the dash and grabbed the heater vent, okay. oh. and, it, and it's got like this like sock over it, yeah. and it looks like a tube sock. Yeah. She thought it was somebody's like uh, leg or like oh a prosthetic God. limb, right, yeah. which, so she freaked out. Drop the fuse box and she's, like she's telling us right that. now that it's actually the engine harness, not the fuse box that you needed. <laughs> oh, she's, oh. she's on the message on the oh, Facebook. Okay, live. well, I whatever. Know. It's so fine. It was the engine harness. <laughs> I was <laughs> having her get an engine harness. <laughs> sure, that makes that's hard work. What was I thinking? Yeah, that's not an easy job. Yeah. Not at all. But yeah, fuse so she, that's easy. But yeah, so she thought it was. A, a so there was a dead body. Limb. Okay, that yeah, makes more sense. What you put on the show notes. Yeah. I thought you were going to tell the other stories. So that's why. I brought oh it no, up. no, no, no. So. <laughs> yeah. So um, what's new with me? I am going to be leaving for Hawaii tomorrow, and you're oh. only going there to be scammed on a nine thirty to test drive. <laughs> yeah, a Porsche nine thirty. No, that's not the only reason. But. When I'm going on vacation, sometimes I'll just like go on Craigslist in that local area and sure. like wonder what's that. out there. Yep. Just for the heck of it. Right. So we're going to a teeny teeny little island out in Hawaii called Molokai. And so when what, you're looking at Hawaii and it's like big, little, 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 little. This like, one's they just really, get really teeny. Okay, so it's Yo, small. It's small. It, what I love to tell people is it has one grocery store and two bars, and okay. that's it on the so, island. <laughs> Jacob, what do you think the odds are of him getting just 
either well, mugged, I, raped, pillaged, well, robbed, burgled. Where? Okay. Just in I general? Mean, when you go to look at this car. Oh, I, well, I didn't think... even finish the story. So I'm on yeah, Craigslist. Let... There's like four pickup trucks. They're all the Toyota, whatever the old 80s Toyota Helix? pickup truck is. Helix? They're not the Helix because it's U.S. to market. Oh, sure. But, um, like from Back to the Future? Yes. Those are so cool. Those are cool. What yeah. is that? I can't remember. Okay. Anyways. I don't know. There's four pickup trucks because it's such a teeny island, and it does go down by island in Craigslist for the Hawaii. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's four pickup trucks and a 1977 Porsche 930 Turbo. <laughs> on the like, island. What? <laughs> on the island. There's not even enough roads there's on like that island. There's like one road that goes around it. Right. That dude just screams around that road, you know. So anyways, I was <laughs> like, yeah, I got to message know, this guy. I got to look into it. Sure. It is, it is not cheap, but it is much, much cheaper than it should be. Okay. By about half. Okay. So my yeah. thought is, yeah. is that, so, but, but there's part of me that thinks it might not be a scam. So, right. So because here's the thing. This, if you're going to scam somebody, the thing's in Los Angeles. Right. Or I, something. I, I don't know. I know. I, so That's my question I'm wondering to Chris if you're gonna was, get murdered. no, my question to Chris was, is this too good to be true? Or is this like the opportunity of a lifetime and the guy is just selling it because he needs the money? Right. And it's just such a terrible market out there. Yeah. Right. Like someone would probably have to, come from the continental u.s to come buy this car and spend probably five grand to ship it back if they're sure. interested yeah but the car is so cheap that well maybe nobody's looking at the molokai craigslist right. i don't think anyone is so you're going to look at the thing i i'm gonna be right there i'm gonna be on the island for a week of course i'm gonna oh, go look yeah. at it okay all right well when do you get there i so molokai is gonna be the second week we're out there okay well sure. you better so get there be... quick now that it's been on the podcast yeah what? Yeah, someone's well, gonna beat me to it or what? <laughs> yeah. For as cheap as that thing is, I might just go. <laughs> <laughs> I show up there and you're there ahead of me. And yeah, I'm on, what the fuck, I, Chris? On the test drive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is the this is the non intercooled. Yeah. So it's the early 930 turbos um, from '76 uh, to '78. They had the three liter engine, yep. non intercooled with a four speed trans. With that, the with that low of miles, trans. that's like a hundred to hundred and twenty thousand. Yes, it is, car. and it sure. is significantly less, less than, that. than that. Okay, you're right. I shouldn't be talking about this. If this well, is that this good doesn't of air till Monday, so you're right. You've okay. got some time to talk, and, and yeah. Once you set up an appointment with the guy, <laughs> you know, right? Maybe maybe you put a fifty dollar deposit down on it or something. But what's interesting too? So my assumption is like he's just that, some I don't want to say fifty dollars because he's it's he's it's gone. It's a scam. Right. So right. I don't want him to right. put too much money down. Right. right. So, oh, shit, we've been found out. Someone on the Facebook oh, no. feed just posted it. Oh. Damn oh. you, Alex Bellis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, yeah, oh, so at any rate, what was I going to go with there? I have no idea. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm either going to so get scammed you're either gonna or get murdered it's going to be and skinned awesome. alive or it's going to be awesome. Yeah. So I would make sure that you talk to the guy a little bit more and try and set up a day that you right. want to get... Have you, maybe talk to him on the phone. I that's the next email that's I the did. Next was, step. Yeah, let me sure. let me talk to you. So yeah, and I'm gonna try to post uh, some cool car findings on our uh, Facebook page. While that I'm sounds over there. good. Instagram too. Let's get sure. you on the Instagram. Absolutely. Um, before we go too much farther, I wanted to uh, get some messages in from one of our sponsors. Luther Westside Volkswagen is the number one Volkswagen dealership in the country. They have the best selection of European cars in the Twin Cities. They have a unique inventory for all your needs. Uh, they also have a brand new facility that you should come check out today. They have friendly sales staff that are comprised of true enthusiasts who support the local scene. They're into autocrossing, SCCA. They're great guys that'll work with you on finding your next car. 
You can find them at westsidevw.com. So I'm trying not to run too much uh, autonomous vehicle news. Okay. Because it gets kind of, because that's what's in the news today. It's just, I feel like it's just like an avalanche of (laughs) autonomous vehicle news all the time. But I really like this story you found for us. Yeah, this is a great story. Um, so I'll just I'll just read some of it. Can we just read the headline? Because that's all you need to read. <laughs> I don't have the headline, but I do have the police report that I'll it's, read. It's up there. Just read that. It says, log. humans slapped and shouted at robot cars in two of six DMV crash reports this year. <laughs> I like that they, they slapped. They slapped. Yeah. Uh, the human so, response to it, the possible takeover by robot overlords is off to a troubling start. Of six <laughs> crash reports involving robot cars... F- filed in california so far this year to involve a human approaching the car and attacking it um <laughs> uh, here's the police report a cruise autonomous vehicle operating in autonomous mode was involved in a collision while making a right-hand turn from blah 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 a different uh the cruise av was stopped at a green light in between crosswalks of valencia and 16th waiting for pedestrians a different pedestrian from the southwest corner of Valencia ran across the street against the do not walk symbol, shouting, <laughs> and struck the left side of the cruise's AV rear bumper and hatch with his entire body. There were no injuries, but the cruise sustained some damage to its left rear light. The police were not called. What was he shouting? That's what I want to know. I like, know, it man. just says he's shouting. What is he shouting at this car? <laughs> On January 28th, a human driving the, a hu- with a human driving the car stopped behind a taxi on whatever avenue in San Francisco. When the driver of the taxi exited his vehicle, approached the cruise AV, and slapped the front passenger window, causing a scratch, the incident report said there were no injuries. The police were not called. Yeah. Uh, cars capable of autonomous operation can be legally tested on blah, 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 blah. This is just a bunch of blah, yeah, blah, Yeah, no, blah. that's the end of the story. Last year, 27 accident reports But were basically what we're saying is that people are now, like, road raging against they just, autonomous cars. Well, when I read, I hadn't read this yet, honestly. Kay. I thought what it was going to be is, like, it bumped a pedestrian's knee. No, no. And then he no. freaked out. These people are literally going ape shit for no they're, reason. They're <laughs> quite literally throwing themselves out the vehicle. So yeah. Like. <laughs> are, are, is it people of your same mindset where you're like, fuck our I don't even robot overlords? No. Or are they just, like, like, trolling them to see what they do? I think they were genuinely upset, but had no one to blame for it except the vehicle <laughs> itself. They're I really want to know yeah. what the guy was yelling as he's coming running in the intersection towards this car. I, I just don't know. So... Okay, also of note, the Geneva Auto Show, did it just end? I think it ended or it's just ending. Okay, so we have some news, some uh, new vehicle releases that came out yep. from the Geneva Auto Show. And the first one I'm pulling up here is the Porsche Mission E. We talked about, we talk about, we talked about the Mission E, yeah. but not the Cross Turismo concept of the Porsche mm. Mission E, which is, I, as you noted, all it is, it's... It's Audi all-road. It it's is. an Audi all-road yeah. that happens so, to be Porsche and electric. That's exactly what I thought. I think the so it's a rear three-quarter shot of this car, and it looks awesome. So yeah, I think it's it looks a, really good. That's cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a wagon for it's a wagon. The uninitiated. Like a shooting brake is what people shooting brake. What I, I really like wanted that. to get yeah. into though, it's a fastback is, wagon. It's right. not just this car. Um, it's like three hundred horsepower, zero to sixty, and like you know, it creates a black hole when you step on the gas. It's pedal. a six hundred horsepower. Okay. Sorry, 600 horsepower. Yeah. My apologies. But Small it's kind of like a useful thing. I mean, it's like some sort of crossover deal, but whatever. But what interested me the most was that Porsche is now going to be having um, Porsche-only superchargers at their dealers. Right. And it's supposed to charge up to 250 miles in just over 15 minutes. Okay. Wow. So you're going to be able to get a 250-mile range in just over 15 minutes. How does, that, how does that compare to the Tesla superchargers? It's... 
not quite as good. Okay. It's good, but sure. it's not quite as good. But still, that's someone else in it's the marketplace eight, that's competing. 800 volt charger. It's a lot. <laughs> don't uh, don't touch the yeah, wrong ends lick on those. It. Yeah. yeah, this is yeah. Insane. not like a battery or something. I know. So yeah, I'm. Uh, you know, we keep saying I'm curious to see what happens when these mainstream manufacturers kind of hey, come heat up. came on. I can I know, hear it. I know. I That's was looking great. at that too. Yeah, wonderful. <laughs> Which is why I'm wearing a blanket here in the <laughs> studio. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, check that thing out. I mean, honestly, everybody I really should like just it. go look at the Geneva show stuff and kind of peel sure. through it a little yeah. bit. But we it got a couple cool. more cars. What else do we got? So, oh, yes, this is one you like. It's the Roof. Is that? It's Roof, yeah, not it's roof. rough. Is it? Yeah, okay. It's, it's I mean, rough, rough, sure like a puppy. No, it's Roof. roof. It I've stands for something. Times. It does, but it's German, and I don't care. Okay. That's you can okay. try pronouncing it. Anyway, so they released a new model called the SCR, which is a 535-horsepower so this is thing fiber. is like a spec monster, right? So I'm just I've got one page here. I just want to read through go this ahead, just so everybody ahead. can hear the ridiculous spec on this thing. And then I'm gonna have did you see how much it costs? Like a lot. Okay. Like an insane uh, amount. Did you see already? I was gonna I have know you guess. Okay, anyway, so I'm gonna have you guess. Yeah, but, no, you, you can um, talk about it and then I have problems with it. Last year at the Geneva Motor Show, a roof blue mines with its new limited edition CTR. Um, now they've re- re- uh, released the SCR, a new car based on the same carbon chassis. But now with a naturally aspirated flat six, and don't be fooled, it might look like a Porsche 911, but it's 100% a roof. So that's some nice well, marketing right there. Every single um, roof is so we'll skip a 911. Right. There's no, there's no 911 here at all. So there's no. When you look at a Singer, Except it's still like a 964. Every body just, panel. It it's looks, not. So it's not. It's it's a little different. It looks like a like a Chinese knockoff of a 911. <laughs> exactly. That's true. That's yeah. exactly true. But you know, Singer builds cars off of a 911. Right. And that's fine. Yeah. I like Singer so, for that. Um, Ruff brought the carbon fiber monocoque developed in-house to prove it. It's a beautiful thing with carbon fiber tub and an integrated steel roll cage. Right. Hanging off the back of the chassis is a roof-designed water-cooled 4-liter flat 6, making 510 horsepower, 8,100 RPMs. Uh, the engine is loosely based on Metzger flat 6, used in the 997 GT3. It's got a 6-speed manual transmission, which is nice. Um, it comes in at 2,800 pounds because it's all carbon fiber. Right. Um, Crazy got carbon ceramic six piston calipers up front. Uh, they're going to build 15 of them starting in 2019 with a starting price of $807,000. So it's twice as much as a singer, essentially. This thing just doesn't do it for me, Chris. Amazingly, and- you'll be able to register these cars in the U.S. And Thomas told me the company is who cares. Yes. All right. Tell me why you don't like this car. The singer I like because it's not trying to be anything other than just like an amazingly restored re engineered 911 reimagined reimagined is that their, that's yeah, yeah that is their actual yeah, term I think okay it's reimagined. basically it's <laughs> like if you took your old vintage 911 to a shop the best shop ever and said just make it modernized and restored and awesome that's what a singer is super sure. expensive super well but this done this is what roof has always been doing i yeah. understand roof has always been doing this but then why do does it this with one a modern so 911 there, I don't. Who pers- cares? What difference does it make? I, it looks, as Jacob said, like a Chinese knockoff of an old 911. Is there a is there a rear shot of it we could pull? Up? That's that. Well, you get oh, that. Okay. It looks kind of 959 esque from the back with the vented rear. But I it just looks like the light goes across the entire rear end, which is kind of. Like for some reason, this just yeah. does nothing for me for eight hundred thousand dollars. And what not only this, that, what if this thing was eight hundred thousand dollars? It was based off of a nine nine one. I would, I guess, appreciate it more for some reason. Why? Just because it's newer? Or do you think? I feel I think like it's, here's it's why it pretending you. to I think, be something it's not. I think that you feel like they're jumping on the bandwagon of vintage 911s, and that's what bugs you. That could, that could be a huge part of it. 
And the other thing, just being hypercritical, because I'm on a bandwagon here, is not a bandwagon, I'm on a roll, that you said, oh, that's so light, 2,800 pounds, right? For a new Lotus Elise is 1,900 pounds. My point, Whoa. and don't roll your eyes, the point <laughs> is they have the I technology. That, that I was talking about where I just write every, every time, time I'm Jake wrong. Is wrong. Where and am I wrong? What Fact check that. What, the, what am I wrong you... at? 1,960 pounds for a base Lotus Elise. Okay. It doesn't have 500 and something horsepower at 8,100 RPMs. Every horsepower I'll tell you that. weighs how many pounds then with your math? I don't. I can't do all that math off the top of my head, but there's no world. <laughs> my where point I would is, want if you're spending this much money on a full tube frame, aluminum or steel, whatever chassis here, whatever. yep, and it has remote reservoir shocks everywhere. Sure. It has everything else, custom suspension, carbon fiber, every panel. It still weighs a bunch. It does. Well, it's 2,800 pounds is not very much. No, but my I'm saying, car, if you're spending that much money, my I'm car, not impressed by built that. Built in 1972, right. is 2,350 or 2,250. Exactly. So this thing, so they new, <laughs> this brand new car so with they made airbags. It worse. They made it worse. It's got airbags, <laughs> stereos. Well, in a way, airbags, stereos, everything else that, you know, crash standards yeah. only weighs, they only added 600 pounds to the car, and it's a carbon fiber with a, with a steel... It's not even a steel roll cage. It's a steel chassis with a carbon fiber monocoque, basically. Right. Right. So, I mean, this is... It's got a, it's got a floor pan, it looks like, as well. It's steel. And you've got to keep in mind that the transmission in the engine is really heavy. Right. It's sure the, a 911 blunt, engine is... Obviously, the blunt of the weight. Yeah. It, they're really heavy, man. It's all I that mean, liquid cooling. Oh, wait. <laughs> Actually, wait. Did you say that what... It's 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 the it's yes. yep. So, yeah. It's water-cooled, yeah. No, it's not. Is it not? It's, I'm well, pretty sure it is. It, it's water cooled. I'm sure it's water cooled. I'm, I'm positive. Hold on. There's no reason. They, they, it's water cooled. The Metzger just is the engine case, right? Which is based off of older air cooled design. Uh, used in the 996 and 997. So okay. yeah, it is water cooled. I need that board. I can Wait, which part? On. Which part am I wrong with there? You said it was air cooled. That is no, true. I said it's all that liquid. I was prodding you because oh, it's liquid okay. cool oh, okay. instead of air cooled okay. so like a traditional this engine with the trans my my engine and transmission is probably 500 pounds maybe right. a little bit more they're really heavy motors no so, I, know I mean you got to keep that in mind that that's right. that's part of the it's part it's just stupid so um before we move on to our next one i would do a little more housekeeping and touch base with another one of our sponsors south central imports is a local minneapolis minnesota based shop with over 40 years of experience They've been in business since 1976, focusing exclusively on Volkswagen and Audi, whether they're new or old. They're an authorized Revo software dealer and have the integrity, honesty, and transparency so you'll always know what work is being done to your car and why. They strive to change the worldview of technicians and mechanics one customer at a time. You can find them on Facebook at SCI Performance or by calling 612-722-8897. So I wanted to talk a little bit. I was trying to do some digging and find like a like a cool. Oh, let's talk about the. I'm sorry. Let's not do this. Let's do the Supra next. I love. Do, I love. Are this we thing. still? Are we lo- like recording? Now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're Let's, just for we're live. We're live. Sorry guys, we're back live. <laughs> so, um, for anybody that doesn't know, we're doing a live stream with this too. So you you missed you, out. So I was gonna say you should have teased that at the beginning of the That's episode. All right. That's all right. So, all right. Um, We'll talk a little bit more about another one more car that was. There's a lot of cool stuff that came out. A lot of came out. Yeah. So I had to be like the Geneva show. Yeah. I had to be really, like, really selective about what I pick. So I tried to pick Mm -hmm. three really different things. But I'm really excited and confused. Okay. I'm I'm excited to hear your feedback. But Toyota, I mean, anyone who's listening has heard this before, but they're reintroducing the Supra. Toyota is. Right. And if you didn't know what the Toyota Supra was, it was the BMW is also continuing the Z4. 
Right. Well, it, it wasn't ever discontinued. I'm just being sarcastic. Okay, yes. So it's a joint production, Toyota Supra and the BMW Z4. The next generation of the Z4 is going to share the exact same platform and a lot of the engineering architecture. Yep, it's a 3-liter turbo 6. Supra, yeah. which I love the idea of that. Because I don't you're love going, that it's... Yeah. I don't want I, it to be associated with BMW at all. No, That's but at least... for me. I don't know. They're sticking to... This looks... If you've seen a picture of the new Supra, it actually looks like an evolution of what the classic 90s Supra was. It does. I think it I looks pretty I buy into good. that. That's I like good. that a lot. The wide-body stuff I usually don't get into, but this thing looks awesome. It well, really does. Well, it's not bolt-on fender flares or anything like that. True. It doesn't have the rocket bunny look. Yeah. It's, no, it's, it, it, it looks, looks well good. Done. And even the headlights are reminiscent, I think, of the Supra They did a great job with before. it. But they it really bothers did. me. Why? Why? Well, let me say that. I know why. I know why. I know where you're going with this. They, 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 <laughs> the Roadster thing is doesn't sell that well. Right. So they're trying. Yep. BMW is trying to partner with Toyota, and Toyota is trying to partner with BMW. There are, are a lot of these other done. crossovers too, and platform sharing. Oh, sure. Outside I mean, of that, all the way back well. to the to the Ford Probe, and what was the Mazda version of the Ford yeah. Probe? MX six. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, that's it, this has always well, been even happening. more recent. The the Suba Toyota Baru. However, right. here's the deal. FT eighty six. This is the first time that it's ever happened. I think with a car that's as legendary as the sure. Supra. Because they're so bringing I, back the nameplate is what I you're feel saying. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I feel like you're ruining... I, yeah. No, here's why I don't mind it. Is Sorry to interrupt you, Jacob. But fine. the fact that the Supra could have come back... Look at Here's my example. Look at the new Ford GT, right? It had the V8 when they did the one back in 2002 or 2006, whenever it was. That had the cool V8 out of the Mustang Cobra. Now they have the new one. It's a twin-turbo V6, which sounds terrible. And for me, that just ruins... I know it's still a race car. They're still racing it at Le Mans, Well, how would you cool. feel if it was a twin-turbo V6 designed by Honda? I see what you mean. That's worse. It's way worse. But my okay. point was going to be, this at least is still a straight-six turbocharged engine that harkens Probably back developed to the original. By BMW. Because BMW oh, has the straight-six right. turbo technology. Right. Yeah. No, so I, this I have is no not... doubt it's built by BMW. It, I just, it just, I feel like I know. it really ruins it for if me. If you're the Toyota guy who's been waiting for the Super to come back, it will be disappointed to it's know gotta be. that yeah. it's the gotta BMW be engine. Right. But you know how many guys? So when this comes out, I bet next year at SEMA, we're going to see a 2JZ in one of these. Yeah. The original not? Super oh, yeah. engine. Yeah. People are going to put those back in because it's still a crazy, like, performance capable engine. Right. From the if, 90s. If you like boost lag. <laughs> like it's massive cool. amounts of it was like yeah, great I motor suppose so. <laughs> well, I guess uh, my point of view on on the resurrection of the Supra, um, kind of what Jake talked about the Ford GT, and I guess I don't th- think about other as um, as as how he did the Ford GT, but I think the Supra should just be laid to rest as the legend that it was. So you don't like the idea of bringing back these iconic models? I don't think we need to. You know, and it's 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 obviously it looks great. It looks fantastic, and it's got awesome tech. It's going to be an incredible car. It's going to be quick. It's going to you know it's going to do everything. It's going to check all the boxes for anyone that's looking to get you know a, a nice sports car or, or or whatever. But I I don't think it's necessary to do it um, just because it, it's it's had such a legendary uh, presence in the car community and, and just history in general. I just don't think it needs to be brought back and. Do you think revival? that this could possibly bring up a new generation of young kids that'll be into it though? Because if you I, like, you're 21, but what if sure. someone's like 16 right now? Right, and this the comes first out Fast and the Furious came out when they were like 
two or right. something. Yeah. So then they see something like this, and then they start getting into Toyota. They start seeing the Supra, and then they start maybe researching it a little bit, and they said, "Oh, there's another Supra. Like maybe it'll sure. maybe in, in a way I'm trying to save it a little yeah, bit. Here. I know. I you know, know what it comes it, down to though? Dollars. Yeah. Right. They'll sell. It's going to make the money. So. Yeah. You know, reproduce this. With I'm re- that I really I really want to know how much engineering comes from each company. I'm really really curious to see sure. that. Because we bet, don't know right now. We don't know. Did you look that up? Yeah, there's not much information. There, there's not. I mean, I'm the, sure drive the BMW is still spy, spy BMW. Yeah, the BMW Z4 is still spy mode with like the art shit all over drive it. Drive probably sure. all BMW. What does Toyota excel at? I mean, Toyota is an engine builder themselves, but they're yeah. not Honda. They're not BMW. I'm sure it's just a lot of technology sharing. So anyway. Right. Um, so you also found a really cool article for us, Chris, about... So I was trying to find, like, I wanted to try and find some just, like, some unique cars to talk about. Okay. Um, we like unique cars. And this was a car that, uh, you know, the BMW V12 LMR was a Le Mans race car. So I don't know it, but BMW had in, what year was this, 99, they won the 24 Hours of Le Mans with their uh, prototype car, which had a V12 engine. So what would you do with that engine if you're BMW? Would you take it out of that car <laughs> and put it in an X5? Well, and I wouldn't, to the but that's ring. awesome, and that apparently is what they did. That's exactly it. So the, I'll just read a little bit of this, and this is a hat tip to, to Jalopnik, an article from, like, years and years ago. In BMW X5 Le Mans, as the concept demo clown car was officially titled, was supposed to be some sort of cross-promotion between the X5 and their 1999 art car win at the 24 Hours of Le Mans, which was perfectly on brand, but not blah, blah, blah. The idea was simple. Take the racing V12 out of the V12 LMR, and put it in the X5. Um, it says here that it was the same that one that was in the McLaren F1 cars. Oh, as well. sure. Okay. Um, the six-liter motor put out some 700 horsepower, mm-hmm. up a good hundred from the race car. Since the concept didn't need any mandated air restrictors, the rest of the modifications were pretty straightforward. Just the usual wheels, tires, blah blah blah. Um, BMW got old timer Hans Stuck to wheel the car on the Nurburgring. Does it say ma- old timer? It does. Okay. He is an old timer. Around the Nurburgring Nordschleife, which is the long circuit, and managed a lap time of seven minutes fifty seconds with the claimed top speed of 192 miles an hour on the Holy track. Cow. This is the same time as a brand new Honda Civic Type R. <laughs> <laughs> That's disappointing to it hear. It is disappointing yeah. to hear, isn't it? What well, I love I about mean, this it's got we, seven hundred horsepower. We have an image of this thing up right here from whenever this was, ninety nine, I think we said. Yeah. And I love how they have like the full race spec E eighty eight BMW. BBS, yeah, you know, wheels right. yeah, on it. I think it was, was all slicks. And yeah, I mean, I, what's interesting when you think about this, this was kind of the precursor to all these stupid super SUVs that we're having now. Yeah, absolutely. Like the BMW sure. X6M is basically what this led to or in X5 the same M. lineage. Right. Do they have an X5M? Absolutely. Yeah, that's, yeah, of course the X5 they do. M. It's, it's M and, just Oh, and the Lamborghini Urus. <laughs> yes. Or whatever Urus. we're calling it yeah. now. I. The hideous. Yeah, I don't like the whole <laughs> super SUV segment, whatever they're calling it. I do have an appreciation for them. You know, when I see an X5 him on the road, I'm like, that guy's cool. He's a cool guy. He got that because he wanted an SUV and he wants to go fast. I can respect that. He wanted an he wanted M5, but his wife was like, You can't I need the <laughs> right. X5. She's like, right. fuck it, we'll just buy right. the X5M then and right. just have the fastest SUV ever made. Right. So it's I mean it's in a way it bothers me because the the motorsport name is is basically been it's been diluted diluted. exactly you won't say ruined we'll say diluted Diluted. and it's in that in that way it's kind of sad but in in another way dude they're building a a, an suv that just 
just destroys on the track. <laughs> right. That's pretty right. cool too. That, exactly. So that's I, kind of I, you know what, I go. You both know ways what I would love it. about that particular M5 or not M5 X5 with that engine in it is just the sound. Oh, I can you imagine what that thing sounded like coming out of an X5? I couldn't find. There's a video right there on the page. Oh, I didn't see it. Um. All right, Chris, I'm going to let you pick what our next segment is here. Uh, why don't we do the, the Rest in Peace Diesel forever? Why don't you click okay. on that and pull that up? I don't have, I don't have any show notes. I'll read it out while then. We're, while we're doing that, we just want to hear from our, from our last sponsor for the day. Further Performance is a local Twin Cities-based automotive specialist that are in this business because they truly love European cars. Cars are their business, but driving really is their passion. Whether it's simple maintenance for your daily driver or a full engine build with massive power, the guys over at Further Performance are the ones to go to. They'll take care of you. You can find them at fptuned.com. That's F-P-T-U-N-E-D.com. All right, so I just want to have Jake touch on this a little bit because we talked about the, the diesel stuff quite a bit last episode right. and this just is like more piling on yeah so i mean all i have to read is the headline here toyota will drop diesel cars in europe this year so, so that's it not wow. that they did a ton toyota didn't do a lot of diesel especially here in the u.s but this is just kind of the first of many to fall and say there's no market for diesel anymore because yep. of everything that's come out in the news and consumer demands have just i'm totally sure they'll changed. sell through their current inventory and they'll just be done yeah and i think a lot of people especially in europe love diesel still so yeah, i'm sure I think they'll like sell 70 or 80 percent of all the cars sold in europe are there's diesels. so much more fuel efficient and everything right. else but mm-hmm. well that's what happens when you have like massive vat tax and massive gas taxes <laughs> right i mean you have to have i thought you were going to say that's what yeah. happens when you pollute that much and don't care about your actual <laughs> <laughs> no, emissions I, concerns what, i mean the, the fuel fuel is so expensive there yeah that no, it was I, they, I they 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 had to embrace diesel, right? Yeah. That was yeah. what they had to do. But I guess now they're just kicking it to the curb. Yeah, all done. So, I mean, it's it's all but dead here in America anyway. Yeah, I we mean, never really it, had as much of it, though. It was just right. starting. It was starting it was to catch on. It was just starting to catch on. Because, I mean, in, for a long time in America, everybody's diesels were just, they thought they were just the stinkiest, nasty sure. diesels. Like, they're thinking of the 70s and 80s Exactly, diesels. where it just clanked. And it was just and... starting. I mean, they had we had the moniker of the clean diesel, right? It was all right <laughs> there. Yeah, right there. I and know. Then they it was fucked right on the it cusp. all up, which is which is it's which shame, is too bad. Honestly. It yeah. is. I mean, it's well, it's not a shame if you like to breathe. I guess. You know? Well, I was gonna right. say I don't yeah, feel. I mean, I don't feel a huge loss to it. I I still would have liked a, a diesel in my pickup truck. They never really had like the mid size pickup trucks with diesel. You're talking about your Hummer, house. yeah? Yeah, I, I still want to <laughs> do it like a come and swap in my Hummer. I'll let you know when that happens. I'm ready for that. I'd Wouldn't rather that have you sweet? do that than get a Lotus. That would be much better. <laughs> what if I put a Cummins in the Lotus? What what's next on the news here? <laughs> yeah, let's uh, move on to the next. All right, segment. let's go. We got a listener question here. Yeah, I can read this out. So Andrew P asks us: livery on non-race heritage <coughs> cars. Livery. I was going to ask. Yeah, that's the correct pronunciation. Yeah, we'll, we'll go livery. with we'll go with livery. <laughs> livery. livery. No, you're right. Okay, I need that board. <laughs> okay, that was our only one from this episode that I'll legitimately let you put up there. Okay, that's fine. Okay. I almost bought one at Ikea today, but I just didn't have any more arms to carry you shit into the You should have told me when I was there, too. <laughs> I should have. Yeah. Hey, Jay, can you, p- can you pick up this board so I can write all the shit that you said that's wrong yeah, on it? Can basically. you buy that for me? <laughs> so, okay, excuse me. So, racing livery on non-race heritage cars. So, we're talking, and, and I do like this question, basically like the golf livery on your old Volkswagens or the Viper stripes on basically everything Dodge now where it has no racing heritage but well, those are just stripes i mean that's yeah. not really right. a livery Th- okay well so that was my, that was andrew's with, example but here's my thing with this go this is almost exclusively a european car thing 
Yes, it you is. You do not see Tide and Miller Lite and Red Roof Inn on people's Camaros or Mustangs <laughs> and stuff like that. You know they what? Just I don't. It's do a it. cultural thing. Why too, though? Why? No, it's. Uh, I'll tell you, it's a cultural thing. When you think of like uh, Le Mans or F1 back in the day in Europe, people followed that like much more closely than they Americans followed, did. I don't know, man. You don't think so? Road racing was huge here too. They had Can Am. True. They had yeah. Daytona and Sebring and Road America and. I mean, there yeah, was but, okay. So name it was a big deal. Name a livery of like a Ford GT in the '60s. Golf. Okay, Golf yeah, Ford I mean, GT. But it's not what comes <laughs> to mind. But that's an that's an American company. That's the number one Ford GT livery that sure. would come okay. to mind for me. Would be so Golf. my point is, because I'm agreeing with you that it is totally an American thing. But, but why don't Americans do it? Why? What's the reason? Because we love marketing. We love products and consuming and everything right. else. Why aren't we putting? I mean, and we love our, they love NASCAR drivers. They associate with drivers. And, you know, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is my favorite driver. I got his fucking number on the back of my right. truck. I love him so goddamn much. So, <laughs> no, why you're are, right. So, why doesn't my truck look like Dale Earnhardt's fucking black race car? You know what? Why they, aren't we doing no, that? No, they did do that. The Impalas back in the oh, early 2000s yeah. had the Dale Earnhardt edition. All it was was Dale Earnhardt. It was edition. very subtle. It was very subtle. It, it's not like the 911 guys that are that's, taking a martini livery here's, here's the and difference. just owning their car with it. Here's the difference. That's not a factory option, though. So right. I'm curious if you're talking about just people enthusiasts doing this. Oh, we're just talking this. about enthusiasts doing okay. this. Yeah. Uh, I would say some people. I've seen a few, like, Jeff Gordon number 24 <laughs> pickup trucks around. With that's spray a, paint a, or something? That's a little oh, sure. different than it what is different. Is about, I think. No, I agree. Like, sure. people doing the martini livery on their 911s and stuff. Yeah, and do I think, do think Jacob? it's really cool. I don't really have a, a say of what I think, but I, I think a reason, I guess, for why people do or don't do it. Um, I think part of it is um, people don't want that on their car that they drive they don't around love every day. Maybe you we know? need a Tide Pod livery. What he's car? Tide Pod challenge car. Put it on the M3. But all, all the cool liveries came, in my opinion, the yeah. cool liveries came from Europe and Asia. Sure. So if you're gonna yeah. if you're gonna do a livery, it's gonna be like Martini or or uh, God, that's the only one I can think of right now is like a martini livery. You know the one Even I the, wrote down here? The renowned the livery Jägermeister on the Mazda. Jägermeister. Porsche. Yeah. Was sweet. I wrote down, I think, the Tic Tac yep. E30 yep. M3. Because there was a guy yeah. that did that on like a stance show car recently. Yeah, yeah. there's the green and white Tic Tac E36 M3. Right. It's like the pan and white body on rotiforms, whatever. But you, but you don't see that, like, you don't see like an old school Tide livery sure. at SEMA. Why? What, what do you want it that, on? For, I don't want it on anything ever. <laughs> I don't want my eyes to be burning from that pain. What should right. we put on the 911? Mine? Yeah. Nothing. No way. See, I think that's yeah. There it is so right there. why are you there complaining about it if people I'm don't want to do it? I'm just wondering. It doesn't make it doesn't make sense given how how Americans are such uh, consumers that want to consume, 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 and they love products and buying things way more than Europeans do. Right. So we're way more consumer oriented than, than Europeans are. So why aren't we? We love t shirts. Like you go to Europe, you don't see people with logos and shit all over their t shirts. Right. Everybody's no, wearing true. polo shirts, blank shirts. They Here, everybody's got a t shirt on from everything that you could possibly think of a Nike, Adidas, like, right. you know, who cares? A place that you like to eat. Anything. I mean, it, there's logos on everything, including Overcrest. Yes, tie-in, yeah. tie-in. Yeah, yeah. Shameless plug. Yeah, we have <laughs> if, shirts. If you want to get shirts, we do. We have the the. We're having the stuffs coming in the mail. Um, we're gonna be able to make shirts at the end of the week. But to get a shirt, you can either buy one outright or you can sign up for five dollars a month. 
on the uh, Overcrest Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Overcrest. You get a shirt. You get to support the show. You, know, you get to support what we're doing. Um, for $10 a month, you get a signed print by me. Yes. You know, I'll even go through. It'll be from my road trip stuff. And if you want to go through and pick out your print, I'm cool with that, too. Yep. You know, any print you want, I'll sign it out however you want and- for put some lipstick on and kiss the print. Oh, whatever. I like that idea. <laughs> yeah, whatever you want. And then for fifty dollars, I'm going to put the tide livery on Chris's nine eleven. There you go. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I guess kind of going back, uh, a lot, um, a big one that people are, seem to be doing for whatever reason is the Marlboro livery. I have the red seen and white. that. Like that's okay. kind of a thing but that's been. It's on what kind of cars though? On like. 370Zs and really? one series BMW. What were you going to say, Chris? European cars. I've seen it on a bunch of E36s. Yeah, it's 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 primarily and, a, and primarily, an RW, a local RWB car looks like sure. an, oh the, yes. the Pokeball. Yes, the Pokeball car. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's you know it's kind of showing up on a, on a few cars, not just European, but but, but a lot Japanese of the JDM well. scene as well. But yeah, I, I guess it is kind of interesting to see that as Americans are very into marketing, you don't really see it on a lot of American cars. Um, sure. Well, I think the whole concept of doing like the old livery on a modern car or on your your like clone of that car was sure. it started in Europe, like kind of sure. in their show scene. So maybe we're just you know starting to adopt that, and it's starting to see that in the Japanese market right. as well. So, um, well, Jacob, I really want to thank you for coming out. Yeah, absolutely, um, thanks for having me, Chris. I, I do have real quick before you go. Okay. So I wanted to bring back. We'll do a mini segment. <laughs> this is we'll this my a, picture. We'll do a mini segment <laughs> of grinding Chris's gears. And if you listened last week, he was irate about turning <laughs> left on a red arrow. Which right? everybody? Do you do this? Um, Nobody does no, this. Man. It's uh, bad. Don't. So what I wanted to show you was this picture I took today, and I just wanted to get your feelings on how much <laughs> you would love this, which is the no turn on red arrow. You must not even stop for these. I, I don't have a problem with that. There, you so have no here, problem so here's with what turn red. Here's what, it, what, here's what I would do if I pull up to this light. I would pull up to this light, and mm-hmm. I would see the sign that says no turn on red, and then I would look around and go, why is there a no turn on red sign? Because sometimes there's a no turn on red sign for like a quirky intersection. Yeah. Where maybe you can't see you know, something. Like, like, like where you need to stop for left turns as well. What's that? Like like <laughs> how there's signs for left turns and a red arrow on left. Yeah, well, yeah, but, but that's, so that's a different go. reason, though. This is specific. This is very, very do not do this. Yeah. It says do not do this. As it's, opposed to just a so stoplight that tells this you is not a to double, do it. This is almost a double stop because there's a there's a red arrow that says don't turn. And then there's a no turn on red. So this is like this is extra important. So we just so need to what put I would do. no turn on left on all those left turns for you, so that you get it finally. You no, need, you no, need two is, signs. There, that would that's different because this is this <laughs> sign. Hold on, let me finish. I know this sign is out here because for a reason. There's something specific going on that. Um, what everybody can't see is there's a there's a red red arrow and below it is a no turn on red sign. Right. And there's a reason it's there. So something sketchy with this intersection. So here's what I would do. I would pull up and go, mm-hmm. what's sketchy about this intersection? Nothing. And then I would just fucking go. Right. Well, you know, I'm just happy that you're always right and we can trust you and your decision making, <laughs> unlike everyone else on the here's road the deal, who though. needs to obey this sign. If I saw a sign that says no turn on red and I looked around and go and I went, Yeah, I can't see that, I wouldn't go. That will not ever happen. What do you mean? You will always turn no, uh, if you I won't. see this. No, I don't. <laughs> With your just like philosophy, you, just and like your... even a left turn on red, I would see the no left turn on red. Red light, can't turn. Everybody <laughs> right. else is green. They're going. 
If I can't see, here's here's the perfect example. Okay. Up on 221st Street, which is where I live, there's a left turn. No one knows that. Okay. It's a it's a four lane highway. Okay. With a with just a county road going across it. Okay. And there's a there's a red arrow to turn left. There is grass in the middle of the median. When the grass is cut and I can see, I will turn and I'll okay. just go. When the grass is tall and I can't see, I don't because I can't see. Do you know what you said last week? Go every time on red left. Every time. Do not stop. Ever. I didn't say that. Pretty sure you did. No. I, I might be that. paraphrasing. I didn't say yeah, you. I think, yeah. <laughs> it's along those lines, but not quite. Yeah. <laughs> you said exactly this, but not this at but all. But not quite. Anyway, thanks, guys. I really appreciate you guys. Uh, I appreciate, Jacob, I, you coming out. That was really awesome. I, I enjoyed having you here. Um, if you can, please stop by iTunes. Leave us a five-star review with some, t- with some words. Absolutely. I really like all the Facebook reviews, but hit us up on iTunes. That would really help us out, or Google Play, or wherever you listen. Yeah, and be... if you weren't able to uh, tune into the Facebook Live video of us recording here this week, make sure you check it out later or tune in next week. Yeah, absolutely. Next uh, next week, we're gonna have, I'm going to do my interview with Adam Carolla, so look forward to that. Awesome. And then we've got a couple of guests, uh, Peter Lipinski and Louis Vaguada are coming in while you're gone. Right. So we've got some cool guests lined up. Maybe to, I'll uh, call you from the beach. Yeah, do that. We're really happy about it. On that note, we, uh, we'll see you later. Thanks, guys.